Bernie Nichols joins us as he does every week. I'm wondering, you obviously watch the game. What do you expect in game four? I've always said in the playoffs, home ice and coaching doesn't really mean a lot, right? Like a lot of teams play better on the road than they do at home. And I've always said too, until you lose a home game, uh, you're never in trouble. And I expect Tampa to win tomorrow and then see if uh, Colorado holds home ice when they get back home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show on the Game Plus television network. We're airing across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Of course, in Alberta, NBC on Telesoptic Cable carries the wonderful Game Plus channel. Major treat for you. Our guest coming up, we'll put a camera on him in a second. Jock Wilson from AMCHQR 770 Calgary. Going to bring him on in a second. This is why we love daytime sports talk. We're getting at it before everybody else. There's breaking news today. Paul Maurice is the new head coach of the Florida Panthers. TSN's Darren Dreger breaking the news this morning on the day of Game 4, the Stanley Cup Final. I want to get Jocko's thoughts on that. He's a man. We can bring him on now. He can talk about anything. Jocko, welcome to the RP Show. Man. How are you, Rod? Really first, good. First time. Yes. First time. Like, what happened? You didn't. You lost my contact information or what? <laughs> well, I got it the other day. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, I got to say, this guy, he and I have been around each other, known each other a real long time. And I, I got more info out of the, you in the last 30 seconds than I have in the last 30 years, where you're from, how old you are. But he was on my radar. I came out here to go to college in 1990, driving my 1984 Mustang L listening to 66 CFR, Calgary Frame, Flames Radio. Jock was the host. And I, I thought you were just a little bit older than me. You look so good, Jock. Well, thank you. Putting and then, pounds, yeah, but and then we got in the CFL circles together and all that. And believe me, that writer stamps things behind us. We didn't like each other very much back in the day. But it's all behind. It's all good. It's a rivalry thing. Yeah. Right? Good. Hey, I like you more than Bo Levi does. <laughs> so it's... I'm not saying much. You were at the golf tournament the other night. Yes, I was beat Bo Levi. It was kind of awkward in the room. The count back. It's good. The guys were saying, they're like, Jock must be an unbelievable golfer. You won the whole thing. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm nearing 60. I turned 60 this year. And my team, I had these four young bucks. You know, and they're, they're all late 20s. And they could bomb the freak out of that ball. So they could hit it long. All I did was put it in play, and then they would bomb it to the green and go for the green in two. And... And they could putt. I helped with a couple of putts, so I did. I did absolutely nothing, Rod. I but just, do you golf a I, lot? I, I, you know what? I'm a golfaholic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, okay. <laughs> you know what? And it's funny because this is Calgary, so I have a buddy that uh, that has a place at uh, Westman Village here, and they've got a, a golf simulator. So I, I, I was religious all winter long. Every week we would play golf on the simulator, and I'm feeling good about my game. And then of course, springs rolls around, the Stampeder season starts, and shoot. I uh, didn't get out in the rain gets, you know, I don't play in the rain because that's just too much work. Mm -hmm. That's too much work. So, um, yeah, my, my outdoor game hasn't been as good as my indoor game. Let's put it that well, way. Well, this is a pretty good part of the world to love golf, though. There's some right? great, great golf courses in this city. Yeah. Great golf courses in this city. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you love the game of golf, hey, you know what? We, we're, we're blessed, you know, and, and it's funny about golf. Because, you know, they say Jack Nicklaus saved golf. They say Tiger Woods saved golf. And then COVID saved golf. Because, <laughs> right. because golf was dying a slow death. No yeah. one wanted to play golf. And, and then it was the one thing you could do during COVID. And, and sure enough, it, uh, you know, golf has taken off again, which is fantastic. Here we are. Well, yeah. listen, I know this is going to go real far. I don't, or quick. I don't think Jock and I have done a show together before. So we a have lot of I have a lot of things. I, I had you on my show once. I had yeah. you on my show Right, once. but to be in the same room, right. we haven't. But speaking of tattooed, outspoken quarterbacks... <laughs> 
Is that why you're wearing a Texas A&M Aggies t-shirt? What's the story? No, the story on Texas A&M, my, my daughter is an NCAA athlete, and of course uh, she is an Aggie and, uh, you know, has been an All-American, uh, you know, and she's a springboard diver. She's part of the Canadian national team as well, which is uh, fantastic. So, uh, you know, and, and, and you just jump in. This, this is a funny story. Sure. So, you know, it's a, co- it's a COVID story. And, and you know, they, they tell us to follow the science, right? Follow the science with COVID and everything else from that standpoint. So I go to College Station in Texas last, I guess it was November. First and, time? Uh, for, first yeah. time at college, my, my daughter was at LSU yeah. originally, and then she transferred to Texas A&M. So I, I, I go to this big football game. It's, uh, it's Auburn against Texas A&M, a very, very big game. And because the COVID rules, you have to get a PCR test 72 hours before you come back to Canada. So sure enough, mm-hmm. I go get the PCR test, and this is where the science really doesn't make any sense to me. So I go get a PCR test on the Friday. I go to the football game on Saturday with 107,000 of my friends. And then I get on a plane coming back to, uh, to Calgary going, well, that really makes sense. Doesn't but, it? But, hey, that's, uh, that's COVID, and we were a little COVID crazy in this country. Ah, well, I know. I'm not sure that we're totally over it. I'm afraid to say that we're in post-pandemic times. But I will say something. Listen, we could talk about that college football thing forever. I got a buddy, Brian Dodge, in South Florida. We've done yeah. the show from his house a couple times. And we were, did you know the NBA didn't show up in Florida till 1988? The NHL didn't get there till the early 90s. Um, the NFL was the only thing they had. That's why college sports is so big in certain states, because they didn't have big-time sports for the longest time. It's insane, hey? They're in is, college Is station. there anything better than a college football game? Not in much. The, in the atmosphere? Not much. Like, it is freaking crazy, Rod, as you know, because I, I know you've been to a couple of games as well. As I yeah. mentioned, 107,000, you know, at Key Stadium. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But the tailgating, we, we talk about the tailgating here in Calgary with the Stampeders. It's, it's, it's great. It's fun. You do a tailgating party at a college football game, and, and this, is, this is a funny story, too. So I was at this game. Uh, we had the tailgate party happening, and everybody's there. They have parking lots set up strictly for tailgating. They've got sewer. They've got power. They've oh, got yeah. everything hooked up, and you pay a lot. And, of course, you know, it's all part of the Aggie network. If you wear the Aggie ring and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're a graduate and you're part of the family, everything from that standpoint, this one guy that was beside us in the tailgating party, uh, he sa- I said, hey, that's a really nice RV you have. He goes, yeah, you know what? I was on a waiting list for this spot. Didn't have an RV, so I finally got the spot, so I had to go buy a $300,000 RV just to get his, you know. But that's, that's how crazy they are. And wouldn't think twice about it, probably. No, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Was well, happy. so speaking of tailgating, yes. I want to take in this vaunted, legendary Stampeders tailgating this Saturday that I've been hearing about okay. for years. The, uh, the Elks are here, obviously, on Saturday. Now, COVID didn't save the CFL. It almost killed it, but they survived. Yeah. Do you think we can get back to the good old days? Because you remember when we sold out every game in those 2000s across the country. Yeah, you know... Did we sell them out, Rod, or Darn did we, close. or did we did we paper the uh, the the buildings? You know, I, I think you know I love Ron Rook. I, I you know I, I know there were a lot of uh, you know free tickets that were given out yeah. here in Calgary, but you know the stadiums look good, and you had thirty thousand people at McMahon Stadium, and it was fantastic. And every time the Riders came to town, it was a sellout, and you know the Battle of Alberta was a sellout as well. Uh, but you had a lot of people in the stadiums, and 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 you're right, COVID COVID had had effect, and I think I was talking to you this about on on Monday as well. You know, hey, the the economy is taking a, taking a beating right now too. Like Saskatchewan fans, you know Saskatchewan better than I do, but our fans from Saskatoon going to jump in their F-150, pay an extra 150 in gas to get to Regina, and then drive back to Saskatoon. That just adds they more They say money. they're not. Yeah, they, they say they're 
know, well, yeah. and, and that makes sense. And, yeah. and then you get to the stadium, and, and you know, even, even on our talk show, and it's not that I'm, I'm here to, you know, question, because I don't own the team, I don't know what the business model is for a team, but uh, we get a lot of people saying, you know, you get to the stadium and you got to pay 10 bucks for a burger and you got to pay 11 bucks for a Coors Light. You got to know your audience, right? You got to know your demographic. This is, this is not the NHL. You know, you, you really have to be sensitive about what your demographic is at the stadium. Uh, you know, the new BC owner, he got it right. You bring in One Republic. One Republic was a halftime show for the Canadian Football League's Grey Cup Championship. That's a, that's a big band. You get them for a pregame show in Vancouver. Did you see that younger crowd oh, yeah. in Vancouver? It was fantastic. That's what Biggest you crowd in almost a decade. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and, and that's what you really need to do. And, hey, I, I love the Western heritage. I love the country, uh, you know, atmosphere. I love the Calgary Stampede here in Calgary. But... For goodness sakes, do we always have to go the Western route? Do we always have to bring in the Western bands? Huh? <laughs> Keith Urban was great. Don't get me wrong. He was great for the yeah. Great Cup 107. But it just, it just it drives me nuts after a while. Say, okay, I, you know, I don't need country every single freaking time. He qualifies as a global, by the way, <laughs> Keith. Because I, I always say it should be a Canadian act. I always say yeah. it should be. A, he was a global act. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a country guy. So <laughs> you never hear me complaining about that. But, you know, the thing is, though, Jock, they changed nine rules as you know, in the yeah. offseason, and they're almost negligible. Have you noticed in the games these rules changes? You know, I, I think scoring is up slightly in the Canadian they football. They say it like, is, we're, yeah. we're only a couple of games into the season, so uh, I think scoring is up slightly. You know, and uh, we've had it here in Calgary. You know, Richard Sindani has been in play, and, of course, that's that, uh, you know, that wide-out position where normally the receiver would never, you know, get the ball at that, uh, that wide-out position. He had over 100 yards in the first game. So, so I, I think, you know, we have to give it a little more time. You know the game really well. It's all about field position, right? Yeah. You know, so I, I don't mind what they've done to special teams, you know, you know, moving the kickoffs back a little bit more, you know, after a field goal, putting the ball in the 40-yard line. These are things that will give offenses more opportunity. The hash marks, uh, the jury's still out for me. I don't know about you, but we'll see how that plays out. Well, I wondered offensively, the numbers aren't much different. I thought the kickers would have an easier time, but those field yeah. made field goal percentages are about the same. But the thing is, we had a sponsor here of ours. We're having a, in the restaurant. And I said, what do you think of the rule changes? It was the day they were announced. Yep. And she goes, I don't care. I just want to go to the game and drink and have fun. <laughs> I just wonder how many people really... That speaks for more people, I yeah. think, than those that care about the rule changes. Yeah, no, and it's interesting, but I think the games have been compelling this year. You know, the BC game obviously was a blowout, so that's not good yeah. if you're an Edmonton Elk fan. Uh, you know, the, 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 the two preseason games the Stampeders played, they were blowouts. You know, they beat BC, they beat Edmonton, uh, you know, pretty, pretty hard. But the last two games the Stampeders have played in have been very compelling. You know, obviously, not very good first halves, very good second halves, and, uh, and you win, you know, either in overtime or, a, you know, a last-minute field goal. So, so I think those games have been compelling, and, and I would say the majority of games in the Canadian Football League have been good. But again, it's a really small sample size, so let's see how this plays out. Gino DiPaoli, the voice of the Okotoks Oilers watching, he says the 2000s was the absolute best time for the CFL. The Friday night doubleheader was the best, especially the Henry Burris Stampeders, never a dull Friday back then and you said it's not the nhl has it ever had the profile of the nhl the ratings would back hmm. then would say that it did jock yeah that's you know not in, not i don't think so because and, and i only say that because this is canada and i know you go into the united states but in canada we are a hockey country and and because of that maybe saskatchewan's different because that's your you know the riders are your yeah. team but when you're in Vancouver and you're in, you know, Alberta, you know, with the two teams and it just it, it, it's all about hockey and hockey. Hockey does rule. 
maybe back, uh, you know, 70 years ago, and I, I wasn't around back then, so who knows, you know, from that standpoint. But ever since the Flames have come into this town, uh, and that was, uh, that was 1980, you know, it, it's been about hockey, and, and, you know, all the other properties have had to really work hard to try to, you know, be something different. So I, I don't know, but you talk about the 90s and uh, <laughs> what Gino was just saying there. Uh, uh, Roy Shivers yesterday, as you know, you know, and you know Roy pretty well, goes to the, uh, goes to the Hall of Fame. And what did he say? He was on my show last night, and he said, I don't remember the championships, and he won two here in Calgary with Wally Buono in 92 and 98. He says, I remember the ones we lost. He says, oh, yeah. he says holy shoot, we should have won like five championships. That team was so good, and they couldn't put it together and, and, and get it done because there was, you know, obviously the Darren Flutie, uh, you know, situation against Hamilton. But, but that was a team back in the 90s where, yeah, the Stampeders were winning like 15 games a season, and they were a dominant team in the league. And you talk to a lot of guys that even played on that 92 team, they're going, how did we not win more championships? You know, it's unbelievable. I'm glad that you swung it around to that. I tried to interview Shiv for my book on the ride back in the day and he hung up on me Did so he? i'm yes well, you want to hear a shift story yesterday? please do so, yes. so, so i call him yesterday i say shiv he goes jock i'm just getting out of the shower can you call me back so i said he's in two, vegas it's two yeah he's in vegas it was uh, three o'clock in calgary it was two o'clock his time and so i say no problem i'll call you back in 30 minutes he goes perfect call him back in 30 minutes no answer so he's, he's ghosting me. He's got, so finally, finally i get a hold of him at 5 30 the afternoon i say shiv it's jock call him back and he goes I'm just taking a nap. <laughs> going, well, and now you know <laughs> why we don't get along. I was just tired of that stuff. But you so, can't. He was great at what he did. And, and I think it's really pretty was. cool he to really have was. a management, a scout type. Because that's what he is. He's yeah. a personnel guy. Oh, without a doubt. Go into the Hall of Fame. Because yeah. you don't see that a lot. No, no. And, and, and you know what? He was Wally's right-hand man here in Calgary. And he was, he was a bird dog. And he went out there and he got the Allen Pitts of the world. And he brought in. You know a lot of those uh, a lot of those big name players and was was very responsible. You know Wally was the architect, he was the coach, but you know the guy the guy that really put it together was Shiv. Oh man, we're we got a couple minutes here. We'll have to get into this more deeply into the next segment. But you, I didn't know you told me on Monday that you'd been fired. It happened. I didn't know that that had happened. Oh yeah, it happens to all of us. And I think about <laughs> Wally in 03 here. Wally just he must still lay awake at night and go, did that actually happen? <laughs> do you know, like what did you think at the time? How, how do you, you know, reason that? Yeah, you, you don't really. You, there's, yeah. there's no way you can reason that because you know a very very successful coach, you know all the all the winning. Uh, but as you know, Rod, and and you can see what's happening in the National Hockey League right now, coaches are hired to be fired, and they're just their shelf life gets uh, you know gets a little bit old. And uh, I, I've I've told this story on on my own radio show. I remember when I was doing the Calgary Flames broadcast, Brian Sutter was the head coach of the Calgary Flames. And, and anyway, I, I go into the dressing room, I'm talking to the guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm hosting, I'm not doing the Flames broadcast at the time, but I am hosting my own show called Sports Talk with Jock. So I go into the dressing room, and the guys are telling me, they go, Brian, Brian, he has lost the room. He is not doing a good job. His whole mantra is to work harder, work harder, work harder. We're not learning anything, and they weren't a very good team. And so I go on, I go on my high horse, kind of like a Rod Peterson rant, and I, and I basically say, okay. Why we, do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And, and I, I, say, I say the Flames, you know, and, and of course you, you're hosting a sports talk show, so you've got to have an opinion, right? So I go on my high horse, and I say, yeah, the Flames have got to fire Brian Sutter. 
And, and while you're at it, you may as well get rid of Al Coates because he's the architect of the team. And, you know, so I, I went on for an hour, and I just carved into them, and I just uh, did that. And you've got to remember, we're the rights holders. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing the broadcast, but we were still the rights holders. So to make a long story short, uh, Coatsy and Brian were fired about uh, four weeks later. I was fired five weeks later. So, Would you do it again? I, you know what? Because the players, you know, because I, I had the trust of the players. I was in the dressing room. The players are telling me the story. I, I think it was time. It was time for, for coaching change. There's no question. As they say, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes yes. it's hard to figure out at the time why. <laughs> so we'll get into the CFL, NHL stories, and whatever else you folks would like to talk about when we come back. This guy's been doing sports talk for a very long time. He can cover all the bases. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. We are live at the Stage Bar at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Great place, yes. by the way, Rod. <laughs> Jock Wilson is with us. I used to host my football broadcast here from the same stage. Say this, I, I didn't know that. Yes. To the pre- and post-game show, or what yes. was that? Yes, it was pre- and post-game show for the Calgary Stampeders, and, you know, great partners here at Great Eagle, so uh, good on you. Well, it's interesting because when I we've been here, as you know, over three months now yeah. total, and uh, what I've learned, they like the Flames here. They love the Stampeders. Yep. I don't know what the deal is and why, but they really love the football yeah. team here. No, and, and, and you know, if you haven't been to this casino, check it out because they've got the great event center too. They've had some great sporting events there. They've had some great concerts. So it's a, it's, it's a very nice a very nice location. And they get that parking lot figured out, they'll be outstanding. It's not big enough. <laughs> I know. That's the only problem. Uh, by the way, coming to the Grey Eagle Event Center, which Jock was mentioning, the Beach Boys, July 28th, the Tea Party with One Bad Son, August 3rd, Nazareth with special guest The Headpins, August 12th, Dancing Queen, a tribute to ABBA, August 13th, Bare Naked Ladies, August 20th, Terry Fader, September 16th, and Tracy Morgan's comedy tour, the No Disrespect Tour, September 29th. I missed Jeff Foxworthy. I was, uh, I think I was in Florida for that. I would have loved to have seen did Jeff Did I just Foxworthy. tee that up for you? Nice segue. Thank you. Yes, that was Yes, nice. you did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jock. And, um, okay, I don't want to get into these ticket prices and this, the attendance. Yeah. No, I know. And you don't either. And I think I brought it up, so I'm not putting it on you. John in Edmonton, I'll, I'll give them one. John watching in Edmonton says, Jock, do you think a rise in gas prices and food costs have a factor in CFL attendance. Oh, there's no question. Uh, and I made that comment, you know, obviously with uh, Saskatchewan and, you know, are you going to jump in your 150 and, uh, and, and drive from Saskatoon to Regina? That just adds so much more. And, and, and you know, and again, I, I'm not a businessman. I don't know what the, the bottom lines are for these football clubs, you know, but when you got the BC Lions owner saying he's going to subsidize and dip into his own pocket to help for $5 beers, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Can't beat that. No, you you can't. Because I do think you do price yourself out of the market after a while. So, again, it goes back to knowing your demographic, knowing what you got, because we do have to attract younger fans. Ted in Red Deer says, I've said it before, only pros, pros on this show. 
Always great info and conversation. That's why when I saw you the other day at the golf tournament, how long before I asked for your number? I'm like, Jock, we got to get you down here. So I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, no problem. A broadcaster, a professional one. Trent in Norway watching. He says, Norway here, the Avs will take game four and be faster in all aspects than Tampa. Austin Matthews deserved the Hart Trophy without question. McDavid needs more time and success. May the Riders beat the Owls. That's from Trent in Norway. So a couple things. The Stanley Cup final. Yep. If the Flames had come up against Colorado, would they have put up any more of a fight? No. 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 No, they would have got, they would have got just stomped too. Colorado's too fast, too good. Uh, the, the, only, the only Achilles heel for Colorado is their goaltender. And, you know, obviously I, I thought it was, was going to be Edmonton's Achilles heel against the Flames because I thought Markstrom was a better goaltender than Mike Smith. And I think deep down he is a better goaltender. But it just didn't work and out that In that, that series he wasn't, and, right? And, yeah. and I think you're seeing it. You saw it in the last game. You know, Darcy Kemper gets, uh, gets yanked. And, and, and if you're going to give me, you know, Vasilevsky against uh, Darcy Kemper, I'll take Vasilevsky 10 times out of 10. And, and I'm not counting out Tampa Bay yet because, you know, they did the same thing against the Rangers. They fall behind 2 nothing. They come home. And then they just pump the Rangers, you know, and, and what have they won? Eight in a row at home? So, uh, I, I, hey, I, I like the Avalanche. Love Kale McCarr. Love what they've done. Like to see a new champion. But I'm not counting out Tampa Bay just yet. Should be a great game four tonight. Yeah, I would um, and you know what about the Flames, by the way? I loved your stories. You said you and the Sutters, can I say, have an acrimonious relationship. <laughs> I'm not getting Christmas cards from the Sutters. Well, no. you've been a longtime Calgary <laughs> radio guy, and there's been three Sutters coach the Flames, right? Yeah. Arnie Jackson was pointing that out to me in the press box of the night. Daryl twice, Brian, and Brent. That's right. But it hasn't been with the most success. Like, what are you no, supposed to do? The 4 run was, was great and exciting, and, and Daryl, you know, did, did a great job. Hey, Daryl's a great coach. Daryl's not a great general manager, but he's a great coach. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the Sutter brand and the Sutter family because what that Sutter, uh, what that Sutter family has done in this city, in this province, in this country, you know, hey, you know, put Louis Sperm in the, in the Hall of Fame. For They're royalty. Yeah, yes. they, they really are. They, they really are. So... Uh, uh, but, hey, sometimes change has to be made, and, uh, and you go from, uh, go from that standpoint. So. Where are the Flames, where are they going? Well, <laughs> obviously it depends on, on Johnny and, uh, and, and Matthew. So, you know, are you, you going to get those, uh, those players signed, and the clock is ticking, you know, from that, uh, from that perspective? I, I wish I had some inside information that I could say, hey, Johnny's going to be signed tomorrow. I, Nobody I, seems I, to know. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I don't have any inside information. Uh, you know the, the Flames obviously need to get those uh, those players signed, sealed, and delivered. But they're you know they're going to obviously give them big money, and and, and that's going to put them up against the cap. And you know the Flames had a really really good regular season, but the, were they good enough to compete? You know against teams like Edmonton and Colorado, they're not as good as Colorado. You know let, let's let's call it what it is. And this Colorado team, they're going to be strong for a few more years. So I think from, from that perspective, uh, you know, that's up to uh, the general manager, Brad Trilliving, to see what he can do to make this team better. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. In the salary cap world, Rod, you know, it's, it's a really tough thing. Very to hard. Yeah. Very hard. You know, and, and this, this is my one knock on Daryl. I, I don't think he gives the young players. He, he says he does, but I don't think he gives young players an, an opportunity. And, you know, I, I, you know why, why did you have Trevor Lewis in the, in the lineup when you could have had Adam Rzitsk in the lineup? Young player. Daryl doesn't want to go with the younger players. You know, uh, Yusuf Alamaki, he's probably, uh, probably wasted under Daryl, and I think you're just going to go a different way because, you know, I, I and again, that's maybe my, uh, you know, disconnect with the, the head coach. He'll, he'll give me a different answer, but that's my own opinion. Well, number one, you see the live <laughs> studio audience. I said, if I 
If my job was to be, entertain the Gray Eagle staff for the rest of my life here, I would be happy with it. They, 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 obviously an Avalanche fan. Which one of you started <laughs> cheering? Right here. All, yeah, a couple of you. So you got a big fan there, Jock. Perfect. You said uh, live studio audience for yourself when you were doing Stamps football. But I will just say this before we move to the CFL. And I said to Jock, this is Western Canada. NHL, CFL should be our topics. And then everything else, a distant third, in my opinion. But Brad Tree Living. I put him in as a finalist for GM of the Year, and I'm, mm-hmm. I mean it. I guess he didn't make it last night. It was Sackick, Brisebois, and Chris Drury, which I don't think a first-year rookie GM right. should get it. But uh, Brad surprised a lot of people, including me. You know what? When they went out and they, they made those trades, and you know they, they brought in Tyler Toffoli, and it just added to their overall depth, and, and you know Blake Coleman was, was a really good add from that perspective. I wasn't sold on you know, Eric Branson, but you know, I thought Eric had a, had, a, had a very good season. So yeah, some of the pieces he put together you know, is, is important. And now you gotta you gotta build on that and see how it goes. Hey, Brad, don't get me wrong. You know, you you've had Matthew and Johnny signed to really good value contracts. You know, seven million dollars is a good value contract as far as I'm concerned for that type of talent. Now it's going to be more interesting. Uh, you know, how much is that uh, value? I, I don't think you're getting any hometown discounts from Matthew or, or Johnny. Because it's not their hometown. Well, it's not their hometown. <laughs> right. You got yeah. It. You got it. So to the CFL, and I'm sure you're very tired with the stadium debate, <laughs> both arena and stadium, but BW in Edmonton says, could the Stampeders rebuild a new football stadium on the McMahon site or even move out to Gray Eagle area? Where are you on the whole football stadium? You know, I, I had my issues with Ken King, the late Ken King, and, and, you know, Ken King and I, you know, we went back and forth a few times. I will say this. Ken King had such a vision when he presented Calgary Next. And that was when you were going to get a field house, the new event center, and the new football stadium all in the West Village. They were going to clean up the crap, you know, the, the creosote that was going into the water. It was such a great vision. And, of course, you know, some of our city officials don't have the same vision, you know, that they had from that standpoint. You know, this, we've been, I, I've, been, I've been in this business, you know, for 40 years here in Calgary. We've been talking about a field house for the 40 years I've been here. We've been talking, you know, from my understanding, for 50 years. And we still can't get it done. So shame on, shame on city officials that we can't get a field house in the city. Um, you know, hey, the Saddle Dome, it was great for the 1988, uh, you know, Winter Olympics. The fact that we, we dropped the ball, and, you know, I'll blame the NDP government on this when they were in power... When, you know, first of all, they, they cut back the, the, the money they were going to send for the, uh, for the 2026 Olympic bid. And then, you know, they forced the city into going to a referendum. It, it never really works. And, you know, it, it, it was too bad because how do, you, how do you increase your facilities? And this is always a contentious issue when you talk about taxpayers' money. But if you want federal money, if you want, you know, provincial money, if you want city money, you've got to host a major event. That's how Edmonton got Commonwealth Stadium. You know, that's how we got the Saddle Dome to begin with. And, and it's so sad to see what has happened into this city because we used to be a world-class city we're still great don't get me wrong we got the mountains close by we got Banff close by we got all these great you know bike uh, cycle tracks everything from that standpoint but our facilities suck Rod. they, they really do they, they really do and how much more of a lifespan does McMahon Stadium have I don't know you know you, you talk to people around like Stan Swartz you know he told me five years ago that it probably has maybe a 20-year lifespan left so does that make it now 15? I don't know. And, and Ken King used to always say, you can only put so much lipstick on a pig. And, and realistically, you're right. You know, it's a vantage points, great. 
but it's uh, it, it's a tough building. The concourses are bad. Anyway, I seem like I'm ranting here right now. It's uh, well, I want to give you that opportunity. But but I'll I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm 60 years old. We're not getting a new stadium in my lifetime. I I, I just mm. I don't see it. I don't see it happen. That's unfortunate. And to be honest, I asked you this at the golf tournament. Like I don't know if you know. Now that I know your background. I am the son of a farmer rancher from small town Saskatchewan. Okay. I might lean a little right. So I said to Ch- and I don't want to make this a political show, believe me, I don't. But I thought, how could this town, Yellowstone, have a left wing attitude, let alone a city yeah, council? It's changed. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody seems to know. Okay, fair. Enough politics. Right. So, ha- right. so having said that, Saturday there's a game. Edmonton's here. That's how we yep. started this conversation. I can't wait to go tailgating. I'm going to be in the crowd, man. That's what I love about this job. I don't need or want to be in the press box where you can't cheer. I might be cheering for Chris Jones. I'm not sure. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah. Because those game days are awesome there, Jock, on a nice day. Yeah, right? you know what? And, and I do think Chris Jones is, is a great coach. I, I do think he's, he's a, good, you know, a good builder. Obviously, you just can't flip the switch in this league and, and just turn things around overnight. Uh, are the Edmonton Elks going to be a better team this Saturday? Probably not. You know, if you go back and you know his Saskatchewan, uh, you know, record, you know, what was he, 1-10 in 10 in his first 11 games? And then, you know, he got a lot better after that. It's going to take him some time to, to rebuild that franchise, and it may not happen. This I hope they win a game at Commonwealth Stadium, for goodness sakes, because, you know, the Elks have never won a Commonwealth Stadium, as you know. So we'll, we'll see. Battle of Alberta is only good when you have the history in the playoffs. We finally saw it in hockey this year. It was, it was great. It was great for the cities. It was great for the province. You know, the Battle of Alberta isn't there in the Canadian Football League right now. We need to bring that back. Both teams and need to be good. Both it's teams simple. need to be good. Exactly right. <laughs> it's not exactly easy to happen, right. or not, it doesn't easily happen. Nope. Jeff, the Stams fan, writes and he says, I'm perfectly happy with McMahon. Well, there were Ryder fans that were perfectly happy with Taylor Field, but you only go there 10 times a year. When right. you have to go there 365 times a year and there's water leaking from the ceiling and there's wildlife and rats and, and I don't know if McMahon's that but that's what Taylor Field was right, right. we hated it but right. if to go sit and watch a game it's totally different than what Jock was saying um, you know I, you, you go yeah. you go to these football stadiums in the states and you've been there and like I said uh, you know Kyle Field in, in, in Texas A&M you know, it's, it's amazing how they can move people in, you know, 107,000 people, and they've got it figured out. <laughs> and, you know, you're not waiting in line after you drink a couple of pops, and, and you're not waiting in the, uh, in, the, in the washrooms for, you know, missing a quarter of football. That's, that, that's you know, it's all about the, the experience. And, the, you know, the new arenas in the NHL, it's so important, and, and the football stadiums are, are important, too. So it is, you know, hey, and, and I, I get it. The love affair can wear off pretty quickly, whether it's, you know, the new Mosaic Stadium or, you know, the new field in Winnipeg. You know Tim Hortons Field. You still have to. You still have to give a great product. You still have to build a championship team. You still have to entertain your fans. It's not always about the stadium, but it's a starting point. Well, for sure, and you want it to be comfortable for your fans. Sure. Like I would honestly, if don't go to a major American sporting event and then come home because you'll be even more upset. Where you can leave your seat and be in a concession like that, then in the bathroom like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's where they are all like that. Yeah. You know, where Canada it is just far, far different. Um, do you, can you stay for one more segment, or you got to roll? What time is it? Uh, it's twenty-two, uh, twenty-five minutes to the hour. Okay. Radio yeah. talk. You got to da- go. My daughter. Well, my daughter's got a train. I got to be home by noon. So. Oh, you I better go. Uh, you Brooks, know what? No, where it's, are it's you a- on the guys leaving for the live tour in golf? Are you following that? You know what? Uh, I am a little upset at uh, our brethren in the media for for giving these guys such a hard time because 
as I've said on my own show, and I'll, I'll stir it up again here. You know what? The Americans, how much, how much money do they spend in Saudi Arabia just, you know, from a, from a defense perspective, you know, the weapons and everything from that? It's like $100 billion. And, you know, there are so many major companies that are doing business in Saudi Arabia. I don't like what's going on in Saudi Arabia with the rights. No. You know, it's like Sebastian Vettel coming in here, lecturing to Albertans, lecturing to Canadians about, you know, our oil sands. I say, F you, Sebastian Vettel, because, you know, look in, look in the mirror. You know, don't be part of that, uh, you know, don't be part of the F1 circuit. You got the biggest footprint. You know, I'm going to sound like, uh, you know, our premier, Jason Kenney here right now. But you got, you got a situation where, you know, Saudi oil is, is bad, and he's coming in here ripping us in Alberta. So, anyway, I, I have no problem with guys taking the money. And uh, um, Good, that's because neither do I. Okay, so, good. Okay. Thank you, Jocko. Long-time <laughs> fan here. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be no on the problem. same team. And uh, let's keep in touch. Anytime, man. Sports Talk with Jock. Jock Wilson from AMCHQR 770 Calgary. The Moose will be back up here after this. Right, Moose? We're live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV. YouTube live and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Grey Eagle Resort and Casino with the stage bar. I didn't get my latest sports update ready to roll, and I can't wait to unveil our newest sponsor for that, eh, Moose? The Moose is back. I don't want to let it out of the bag just yet. All right. Coming up. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. So, Jock Wilson's quite quite the trip, eh? Let me turn the speakers up. There you go. There you go. You got us now. Jock is great. Live studio audience. Yeah, Jock I feel like awesome. we're so late to the party here at Grego. Like Jock's like, I used to do my show here for years. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know. So, nice for him to be back, and, and that was all cool. Yeah. I will get to a sports update. As a matter of fact, I'll do it right now. It's very brief. Game four of the Stanley Cup final will be played tonight in Tampa with a visit in Colorado Avalanche leading the Stanley Cup final two games to one. It's 8 p.m. Eastern and uh, 6 p.m. Mountain out here in the Mountain Time Zone. Who wins tonight, Moose? What are you, what are you thinking? Tampa. Yeah. I know we got an Avs fan down here, the security, but I think Tampa wins and it's even going back to Colorado. Blue Jays send Ross Stripling to the mound today in their series finale at Chicago. The White Sox are looking for a sweep. It's a 2:10 Eastern first pitch. And I read this last hour, but I'm going to read it again. Brooks Kepka is the latest PGA Tour player to sign with a Saudi-backed Live Golf Series. Kepka gives Live another big name because of his four major titles. He threw from, uh, withdrew from the PGA Tour's Travelers Championship in Connecticut just last night. The next Live Golf event will be June 30th, just outside Portland. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon, G2G Protein Bars. RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. I won't have any more other protein bars than G2G now. It's not just because they are our sponsor. They're the best, Darren. They're good. As you know, eight different varieties. There aren't that many that can say that. So... I'll just say this about Jocko. We had a wonderful visit in the breaks about sports talk. And I will remember this. When the Heritage Classic was in Regina, what was that, 2019? Whatever it was. Winnipeg Jets, Calgary Flames in Mosaic Stadium, the football stadium. I'll never forget Craig Simpson, the uh, color guy in Hockey Night in Canada, saying 
He goes, I was walking through downtown Regina last night. I was looking in the windows of the restaurants, and on all the TVs, it was NHL and CFL. And if that's not Western Canada, right there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah buddy. There's got to be room for that in what we do. Yeah, that is what we do. Well, yeah, that's all anybody cares about out here. Yeah. Is the NHL and the CFL. And I don't really see that changing, which reminds me, viewer BW in Edmonton wrote in and he says, hey, the Elks are bringing a fan bus down to the game Saturday. Do you think Victor Kui will be on it? The president of the Edmonton Elks. I don't know. But yesterday, Moose and I went to taco time. And how unbelievable was that? Amazing. And the reason I, I put a photo up, because I had a gift card from taco time. Thank you, Jess, from taco time for feeding us yesterday. And I posted it, and Victor Kui liked it on Instagram, and I got all excited. So Moose this morning shows up here at the stage. I said, Victor Kui liked my photo last night. And you're like, tell tell the world what... I'm like, he followed me personally, too, on social media. This guy's a star. He's probably driving the bus from Edmonton to Calgary. Like, I would expect him to honk the horn, lean out the window, and say, hi, Rod. Like, I would fully expect that. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, so I don't know, but do you see we're starting to do our thing out here? And Jock says, hey, I'll be doing my pregame show Saturday for the Stamps out in the parking lot, like the tailgating. I'm yeah. like, I'll stop by and bang on your door. Who knows? I might end up on Stampeders, uh, the pregame. Yeah. But it's kind of exciting what's going on in these CFL markets named... Edmonton, NBC. And remi- these fan buses, who knows? I hope Victor's on it. You know he's going to be at the game. Yeah. You don't become the president, or if you're a Mar Doman, buy a team. Like, if I bought a team, the staff would probably hate me because I would be on every road trip. Yep. In the room. Yeah. I'd be that guy. You'd be that guy. But I just, I don't think I'd be a loser like a lot of the guys are that are in those roles. I'm not, not currently. I'm just saying in the past, I would just, I'd like to be around. Because yeah. I'm around now, but I don't affect anything yeah but i just remember hosting a fan bus i don't even want to say we were going to a saskatchewan rush game it was near the end of my time in my old job let's put it that way and we're taking this bus to a rush game and i'll never forget the guy sitting in the front seat i guess he was let's just say the organizer of the fan bus yeah he's like why don't you get up and toss some prizes out to the crowd and hand out some of these snacks I said, why don't you GTFO? (laughs) It wasn't much longer after that that I was uh, on the unemployment. Uh, But but I think I didn't want to get up and hand out prizes and snacks. I feel like Victor Queen might want to do that. Yeah, he wants to do it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, well, then that's why Victor's in his role, right? I'm not the president. Exactly. You don't want to be. No. So it's a good spot for him. You got to be, you know, he actually enjoys it. You know, if it's work, oh, I got to go shake some hands. and I got, Then it's not the right job, right? You have to want to do it. And you want to make it better and want to, you know, have these experiences. So I think it's great. You know, some people will say, you know, oh, you're going to do a fan trip, 30 people on the bus, really? And how much effort is that putting in? And what are you getting? You're getting... 30 people really connected to your football club. That's a huge win. And that grows. And next time you do it, it'll be 50. 
And then it'll be 75, and then it'll be 100, then it'll be 500, right? And it'll grow, and you'll build your fan base one at a time. I'm just smiling, sitting here, thinking about a lot of things right now, one of which was the rivalry that Jock Wilson and I used to have. Oh, man. He didn't like me. I didn't really like him. And now look at us. Yeah. Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, why not get Jock's Grey Cup picks, Rod? Because it's June, and Jock will be back. So I'll do the talking, you do the watching. By the way, John Kirby in Edmonton wants to know, do you think Tiger Woods will sign with Live Golf? He's already said no, right? Didn't he? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure he said no, or at least he hasn't said anything. They've offered him high... Hundreds of millions. Yeah, like close to a billion dollars. But he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And I think, you know, Tiger's still managing his injuries, and if he's only going to play in majors anyway... Why go sign up, take the pay to play in a few events there? Just play in the majors, retain your PGA status uh, if you're Tiger. He can wait. BW in Edmonton. The other is Squ- uh, hashtag squirrel moment. Maybe the Saudis can build Calgary a new field house slash stadiums. How about that? They're in competition for selling oil as it is. I don't think Saudi and Calgary is good, good friends. Probably not. But I don't want to get into the oil thing. It's a sports show for the love of God. That was me that got into it, not him. Jeff, the Stams fan, says Sask is behind on payments on their new stadium. So what? At least we have one. Next. <laughs> right. I just say one thing on Victor Quee. When you said if it's a job, it wouldn't feel right. I follow from my time in the CFL a lot of fans of other teams, believe it or not. Not just Ryder fans. And I saw guys on the concourse at the Elks game Saturday with, with Victor Quee. Guys like Elvis. Yeah. You know, but can I please ask you, how many photos do you see of other team presidents with fans on the concourse? Hashtag never. Yeah, pretty rare. So Victor's rolling around, smiling. He wants to be a man of the people. And I'll just say this. And I don't really care anymore who's watching or who's hearing and whose feelings are hurt. But some of the guys that I've worked for and been, you know, the top echelons of the teams could not carry on a conversation on the concourse with the average fan. They couldn't do it. Yeah. Been rich their whole life. <laughs> what are they going to talk to Mary about who's struggling to pay for her groceries this week? He would have no idea what that's like. No idea. I said, get a sense like Victor Quee would. He relates. He's relatable. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he doesn't come off. It's just a weird thing. He doesn't, not weird, but it's, just, it's a gift, I guess. He doesn't come off as no, being better than anybody. He's not the first of his kind. Like, no. I've had other executives say, oh, Victor's not doing anything new. Yeah, but nobody's done it. For a real long time. That's, that's what's interesting about yeah. it. We'll be back with uh, viewer takeover, which has kind of been going for the last 10 minutes anyways. But for taco time, we'll be right back for our final segment. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We are coming to you live from the stage bar here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The Moose is with me. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the UFC. 
And, of course, we call it Taco Time Viewer Takeover. And I see they're getting upset that I haven't answered all of their comments here today. They, I, they're noticing that we're getting a lot more viewers. We're getting bots in the chat, you know. More comments. Not just love face, but more bot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at you. Look at that. Look at you. But I will say this. Ring the bell. John in Edmonton, he's like our researcher. He says, breaking news. BMO Field, home of the Toronto Argonauts and Toronto FC soccer team, announced a plan to renovate the venue by expanding seating up to 45,736. I'm, re- I'm biting my tongue here. I guess that's for World Cup. They couldn't get 10,000. <laughs> You're going to double the size of it? Yeah. But it's for so- that's a sad thing. It's for soccer, not Canadian Football. Do you know what I mean? But that's... Uh, I know build it and they will come, but build it, market it, maybe they will come. I don't Clearly know. they have to... It's for World Cup is well, what I'm reading from everybody. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I'm still tickled thinking about Jack Wilson, who was with us for most of our two. I'm telling you, that, nine, that 1984 Mustang L was my first car had a great cassette player in it. That sucker was through. I put that thing through everything. Didn't we all with our yeah, first car? Yeah, we did. And I remember having that radio tuned to 660. 66 CFR. Listening to Jock Wilson for years, man. I was a fan of his before I even knew him. And for him to say that he and the Sutters don't get along. Like my mind just went somewhere when he said that. I'm like, yeah. can you imagine? The Sutters are hockey's first family. But they... And Alberta, they just go hand in hand. But yeah. so too does Jock. So he's in the media. So can you imagine? And the, up until this recent stretch, and as he said, the 04 run, Brent Sutter's time wasn't that great with the Flames. I'm say, and I'm sorry, either Sutter's watch this show every day. They tell me. Daryl left. I think he was fired the first time. And Brian's wasn't a great time either. So I'm just saying I could see how Jock might not be getting invited to the Sutter Golf Tournament. Yeah, if it's he tough. was overly critical at the, the time, if it wasn't going well, he's got to be honest to his listeners and, and give his opinion. And if his right. opinion is that the team's not doing very good, then the guys that are running the team aren't going to like you very much. It's just natural for that to happen. But that would be, that'd be tough in this province. Because the radio stations he's been on have very large signals. And so everybody gets it. Everybody listens to it. And this isn't just the Jock Wilson show, but I, it was so awesome to have him on. Yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. All kinds of... I just opened up the text line. Right? Ken Lega in Saskatoon. I give this look because oh, there's so many messages here. Ken Legge in Saskatoon watching on Game Plus TV. He says, it appears one winner of this year's NHL coaching carousel may be the University of Saskatchewan Huskies hockey team. They may have Mike Babcock back again. I don't know if Babs is even applying for these jobs. I, Babs, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Babs has a lot of friends out here that we're going to be spending time with. And we'll find out what Babs' future has. I don't know if he doesn't need to coach again financially. No. He doesn't. Nor did Paul Maurice. Nor does Barry Trotz. There's only one job left. It's Winnipeg. Right? And I don't know that Babs was in on any of these. Did Boston fill? Ah, there's another one. Boston's still open. Okay, fair. Right? That's, and that's a good one. You got a good team there. 107 point season they're coming off of. So that's a threat. Jeff 
Y is watching in Hamilton on Game Plus TV, and he says, hey, Rod, looks like Trevor Harris is now the man in Montreal. No wonder VA was so ticked when they signed him. Trevor Harris going to start this week against Saskatchewan, but from what I'm hearing this morning, it's a COVID thing for VA. Not performance-based, as they say, but COVID. We're going to have to look into that a little more, but thank you, Jeff and Hamilton, for chiming in on that. Sask, Montreal, Thursday night kicks off. I said I'd give my picks. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. We've still got lots of time. But yeah, Trevor Harris starts. I'm hearing it's because of COVID, not performance. Devin Pakilo in Burns Lake, BC, watching on Game Plus, says, Good morning. Only in the NHL can a Jack Adams finalist of a President's Trophy winner not see another season. Have fun with Pomo. 90. 90 seconds left, they tell us. Uh, was Pomo a finalist for Coach of the no, Year? No, but Brunette, like, President's oh, Trophy. Yeah, but that's all screwed up. Because Quenville started the year, right? Got them yeah. going. and We need another hour to talk about yeah. all this. And thank you, T. Willow Winnipeg, for all your comments today. He says, Babs was a good guy to my friend who passed away from cancer when he was in Detroit. I can't dislike that guy. That's another thing with this show. We're going to stand up to the avalanche of hate against people that it's just so wrong, like what's going against Babs and certain other people. Last minute will play in hour one. You can't. Brunette should have never been a finalist for Coach of the Year in the NHL anyways. He got the job by default. Tremendous culture in Florida with the Panthers organization that was ruined by the Chicago scandal. They didn't want to make Quinnfell quit. And if Brunette had coached them at least to show up against Tampa Bay, he might have had a job next year with the Panthers as head coach. But they didn't even show up. That's why he's out, in my opinion. And uh, well, it'll be a while before I get back to Florida to get the real goods on this. But they got a good one today. That's the last. The Panthers got a good one in Paul Maurice. That's the difference. That's the deal here. At the end of the day, they got a good one. And Brunette's going to weigh his options. But he may stay on that bench as an assistant. And that would be good for the team. Absolute fantastic show today. Nice job, Clark. Thanks, Hustler and Jock. And we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here at Gray Eagle on Game Plus. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.